This episode of You've Got This is brought to you by my virtual writing groups program, a 12-week series of weekly group coaching meetings that can help you to ease back into meaningful writing habits this summer. Each virtual writing groups package includes 12 weekly meetings, two private coaching sessions with me on topics of your choice, access to my nine-part course on academic writing and publishing, and a lifetime membership to Prolific, my online community focused on aligning your goals with your values. If you're ready to deepen your relationship with your writing this summer and have some fun along the way, I hope you'll join us. Groups for Summer 2020 start the week of June 8th, so check out the program today. You can learn more about the upcoming virtual writing groups program at drkatielinder.com backslash VWG, or just click the link in the show notes. You're listening to You've Got This, episode 194. Welcome to You've Got This, a weekly podcast for higher education professionals looking to increase their confidence and capacity for juggling the day-to-day demands of an academic life. I'm your host, Dr. Katie Linder. On this episode, I thought I would talk a little bit about my most recent, what I'm calling an accidental creative retreat. And this is something that happened just over this past Memorial Day weekend. Um, If you've been listening to the show, you know I'm working on a new resource product um, called Blend by Design, which is an online course on blended teaching and learning. And I had planned to work on Blend by Design over the weekend because that's just been how I've been spending my weekends (laughs) for the past couple of weeks. And then like on Thursday or Friday, I realized, oh, it's Memorial Day weekend. I hadn't even realized that we had a three-day weekend. And I decided to turn those three days into a little bit of a a work period. And about halfway through, I realized, oh, this is like my creative retreats. And again, if you've been listening for a while, you know that I often will take creative retreats. They're usually longer than a three-day weekend. I try to block out an entire week off of work, and it'll be like nine to 11 days, depending on where holidays fall and things like that. And the last one I did... Um, was probably in the fall uh, of last year because I, because of the move and everything else going on, I wasn't able to take time off of work. And right now I don't really feel like I can take time off of work either. So I had kind of given up a little bit on my, my goal of doing quarterly creative retreats, which was something that I had in mind for 2020. But then I had this option of doing this kind of quasi creative retreat over this past weekend. And I have to tell you, it felt so great. Um, so sometimes when you have that kind of time windfall that you weren't expecting, you can do something with it. You can do something really fun with it. So what I ended up doing was really pushing hard on this course design because I've given myself a bit of a self-imposed deadline of launching it on June 1. And I really wanted to stay on track for that. And the big task for this past weekend was starting to edit all of the course videos. And I knew because I was tracking it um, in Airtable, I'm using a template there to kind of do my, my course build tracking. I knew I had over 100 videos. Um, and so I really needed to dive into that. Now the course is roughly the same size of when I did um, Sotal by Design a couple of years back, which is my other online course. I can link to all of this in the show notes. Um, and so in terms of like the, the transcripts of the videos and the scripting, um, it was roughly about 30,000 words. And then I knew I had about a hundred videos to do. And a couple years back when I was creating Sotal by Design, I also did kind of a weekend editing binge with the videos. 
So I used iMovie for that. And I plan to do that again this past weekend. So I knew that I could do it. Um, and really, I think my biggest concern was it's been a while since I've really flexed my executive function muscles. And executive function is um, something that I'm usually pretty strong in. It's it's kind of my, my discipline to get things done. It's my ability to force myself to do things when I don't necessarily want to do those things. But it had really been, it had taken a hit with COVID-19. Um, my executive function has been very low and that is really not normal. And I've just kind of been letting it be. Um, I haven't really been pushing myself and I've talked in a couple other places about how I've really pulled back in terms of my expectations and really trying to give myself a lot of room and space. And so this was like the first situation where I was like, I'm really going to push hard and I'm going to see, you know, if I can get this done. And it was almost like going back into like a pre-COVID moment because this is what I would have done in the past. This is definitely kind of like I knew I could do it and, and I wanted to kind of see what it would look like. So I spent my, my three-day weekend really deep diving into course design mode and I ended up editing 91 videos. Wow, that's a lot of videos. Um, once I got started, I, I had kind of a slow first day because I had some client meetings in the morning and then I really only had the afternoon. And the other thing I should say is while I'm creating these videos, I'm also quality checking everything. So I'm quality checking the slides. I'm, so I'm like tweaking spacing. I'm maybe fixing a typo here and there. I'm, I'm making sure that the content is still aligned with the learning objectives. So the first like 20-ish videos took a while. That was like all I could do on the first day. But I really hit my stride on the second day when I got 51 videos done. And that's when I was like, okay, now we're now we're cooking. <laughs> now I'm now I'm really moving with this. And I had a, a one, I think one or two client meetings the second day, and then I had one more meeting on the third day. So I was kind of sprinkling in like meetings and things, and then just really trying to string together as much time as I could to do binges basically on this work. So by day three, I was getting pretty close to what I thought I could do with what I had. Um, there were some more things I needed to create um, in order to do some additional videos. I needed to create some handouts and things like that. So then I spent the latter part of day three really diving into um, what I'm calling like a worksheet packet for the course. And um, I basically redesigned all of the worksheets that I had originally created out of the blended course design workbook and put it into a new packet that kind of fits better with the course and how it's structured. So that was 54 pages of worksheet design that also happened on day three. And that felt uh, really, really good. And then the other thing I was able to do, um, and I should mention too, I did the worksheet design in Canva, which is where I also designed the workbook for Sotal by Design. So I do a lot of work in Canva. And then I also layered in all of the embedded videos and the transcripts and the worksheets into the actual course site where I'm housing the course. And that is in a platform called Teachery. So all of that basically means I have like a punch list that's left. I have about a week left before my self-imposed deadline. I have a list of things I need to get done, but I would say easily I was able to knock hundreds of tasks off of my list when it came to what I was able to do over the last three days. And um, it's just been a really long time since I've had that kind of level of productivity. It felt familiar. It felt um, really, really good to be able to go back to that. I'm definitely resting <laughs> in the earlier part of this week um, to make sure that I'm like not really overdoing it. 
Um, but it, it was just something that it was a good reminder that we can kind of go back to that familiar state. We can lean back into our strengths and we can be recovering a little bit from kind of where we currently are. And I definitely don't think we're through the COVID-19 period, um, but I've been talking a lot lately about resilience. It's a There's a new keynote that I've been giving on resilience. And I felt like this weekend was a really big step forward for me in terms of that resilience of really, you know, understanding that I can get back to a, a pre-state of what creativity can look like. Now, I also want to be really clear that if you're like, wow, there's no way I could have done that. I am definitely not in that place right now. Um, I totally understand that. <laughs> and I, I feel like I've been out of this space for so long that I was really concerned if I was going to be able to do this. Um, and I was really, it was an experiment in some ways to see if I could make this happen. And here are the things that kind of helped. One is I didn't look at the news at all. Like I completely put myself into a little bit of a cocoon in my office and I just worked on this project. So I was not really paying attention to the outside world. Um, my partner, I could hear him like wandering around the house and I was like not really engaging with him. I mean, I was just like in my zone and I think that really helped. Another thing that really helped was I definitely took time every day, usually kind of in the early to mid afternoon to do a little bit of yoga. Now I'm also starting my day with yoga. I'm about, I'm just starting my eighth week of doing daily yoga sessions. Um, and so I start my day with it in the morning, but all of the sitting at my desk was really a lot. And for my day job, I'm usually on my couch. I'm not sitting at my desk um, because I like to put my feet up throughout the day and I'm on Zoom so much that I really wanna be in a comfortable position. Um, and so by sitting at my desk and, and kind of doing the video editing for three days, um, especially by the end of each day, my neck was really stiff. My shoulders were incredibly tight. Um, I really needed to kind of stretch things out. So I would stop and do a little bit of stretching, which felt really, really good as well. So I felt like I had kind of a, a little bit of a balance, at least towards the end of the day. And then I also tried to stop, you know, when I really felt like I was hitting my capacity for the day and when I felt like the quality of my work was going to be suffering. So that was usually around dinner time where I would stop and sometimes like take a shower to really try to like separate out, you know, the work period from the rest period. And then the other thing that I did, which is very typical for my creative retreats um, that I've done in the past, is I went to bed early. So once I was done working, I, I would kind of check in with my partner and then I basically just went to bed. Um, and I, I didn't have high expectations of anything else that I was gonna be able to get done that day. So I wasn't necessarily like reading a fun book or doing the dishes or like anything like that. It was like, once I was done, I was pretty depleted. And so I would just like take a shower and go to bed. And then the next day, you know, it kind of ease into my morning and then I would just head right into the office again. So knowing that it was kind of a predefined period and knowing that I had certain things that I was really hoping to get done during that window, I think was a huge motivator for me. Um, I did also want to answer the question because I'm sure some people are wondering. Um, so you know that I'm into Notion and I'm using Notion quite a bit, but you probably heard me say that I'm, I'm tracking this in Airtable. And there's a really simple reason for that. I previously, two years ago, tracked my Sotal by Design course build in Airtable, and I already had a template 
for that. So I basically copied that template in Airtable and redid it for Blend by Design. And it was just a lot easier and more efficient for me to do that than to try to create it again in Notion. So I've been kind of checking boxes off and things like that um, in Airtable, which is another huge motivator for me. And you can see some examples of that in my Instagram stories. I've been sharing kind of some of the process along the way of what that looks like. And that was where at least one person was like, wait, why aren't you using Notion? So I wanted to make sure that I answered that question. And I guess at this point, I'm just really glad that I'm on track for the June 1 release. I feel like I have kind of gotten some of my energy back in terms of the creativity and what it took to, to do this project. And that felt really good. And, um, I, I guess I would just say, you know, like this gives me hope and I hope it gives you hope too. If you're not in this space yet, I hope it gives you hope that you can come back and you can kind of return to a sense of where you were pre-COVID that you can be high performing again, if you're someone who's kind of a high performing individual. Um, but also I would say, you know, like what this took to get me to this place was completely relaxing my expectations, giving myself at this point almost three full months of just like dealing with a situation that as many of us have heard over and over again is completely unprecedented. And also kind of when I came into this weekend, there's a reason why I called it my accidental creative retreat. Like I still didn't have high expectations. I was just kind of going with it to see what would happen. And I got into that flow state and I just went with it. So I think sometimes lowering those expectations is actually the key to getting yourself into a state that feels really high performing. So I wanted to share a little bit about that. And um, I would love to hear if you're in any kind of creative space right now, what that looks like for you. I would also love to hear if you're in any kind of restful space right now and what that feels like for you. I think that we're, some of us, in a very much of a hibernation mode, and that can be just as um, fruitful in some ways as being in a really uh, creation-centered mode. So I would love to hear either way. You can always email me at hello at drkatylinder.com. You can tweet to me at katie double underscore linder, and you can connect with me on Instagram at katie underscore linder. Any way you contact me, I always love to hear from you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to this episode of You've Got This. Show notes and a transcript for this episode can be found at katielinder.work slash podcasts. If you found this episode helpful, please also consider rating and or reviewing the show in iTunes. Thanks for listening.